Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our heroes bested the pirate crew of the Dark and Stormy in single combat, securing the future safety of the SS Malamar. Having arrived at the Golden City, the religious capital of the world, the group prepares for the upcoming night's festivities. However, this dinner party, in the midst of international political tensions, is shaping up to be anything but a relaxing evening. Will the group survive their most dangerous challenge yet? Navigating the minefield of politics. Let's find out. Well, you guys have just arrived in the city, and you are, uh, you know, you're just getting off of the ship, you know, you are unloading all of your stuff. Careful with those trunks, dearies. They contain quite, uh, precious valuables. Just stop throwing that. <laughs> Tossing it about, you, you scoundrels. However, you're not here alone. Uh, in addition to these dandy, oily boys in their sailor suits. They're uh, oily? Uh, they're of course oily. they're oily. They're always oily. <laughs> well, Do you oil? use this handkerchief before you touch our trunks with your oily hands? And then they just, That's now revolting. Oily handkerchief. <laughs> now your handkerchief is just oily. Uh, that was a bad <laughs> move. There's went much too much um, oil on that boy. <laughs> yeah, it's far no. too much. It's not coming off. Um, yeah, so they, they are actually, you're actually greeted by kind of like a little fanfare. There's actually a carriage, and there's kind of like a well-dressed uh, dapper gentleman. Who is, who's like obviously waiting for you. And he says, <clears throat> Queen Judith bestows her good graces on your trip and hopes that you, are, you have arrived in good spirits. I am here to direct you to the palace. Josh will walk right up this man uh, and... Yes, good sir. May I take your things? It's about time. Thank you for coming to get us. And Josh will drop a comically heavy and large box in what I'm imagining to be a small, frail butler's hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a kind of like a, he's a very like long, like necked, you know? Like his neck kind of bleeds mm-hmm. into his chin kind of a thing. Ah, uh, yes, Situation, yes. he's got like very long, like nose, uh, kind of like a smaller forehead, kind of balding on the, on the top, you know? I have a very important question. Yeah, of course. What is he wearing? And by he, I mean Josh. Oh, very good, very good question. What are you wearing? That's a fantastic question. I would say that in preparation for uh, getting off the ship, Josh discarded his mummy uh, getup <laughs> and is now in his traditional attire of extremely gaudy and expensive armor, which has been freshly cleaned for such an occasion. Okay. Yes, it's nice to see you back in proper clothes, dear. Well, some kind of coverings that aren't made of cloth or paper. Very cheesecloth or perhaps paper. Isn't cloth and most. Yes, I know, Drifter. <laughs> Rags versus. <laughs> yes, it's quite a different. I get. I get what you're all saying. Thank you. Yes, I. I prefer <laughs> this as well. Do you happen to own a pair of trousers? <laughs> I don't wear this armor against my bare skin. I assume you're giving him your trunk. Yes. Yes, you, I am. You give him the trunk, yeah. um, and he kind of like, kind of like bends over, like, "What do you have in this, sir?" <laughs> armor, suits of armor, multiple. Why do you require multiple other suits of armor? Why do you? <laughs> yes, not even a backup. More than one backup. 
he has to have two of uh, two of like the servants that are with him have to kind of like hoist it up with him. They're struggling and they slam it into the back of the carriage. You Be know? careful with that. I gracefully pick up my oxblood trunk and trusty carpet bag, and I ham- hand them to the man. It's it's Monty, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Thank you so thank much, you good so sir. Much. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Monty. Of course, of course, my lady. And she takes he takes them and he uh, he, he brings them into the front. Do you have anything? Drifter is going to walk up with his uh, multiple repatched sack, <laughs> uh, and he's going to walk right past the butler into the carriage. Oh, uh, very well. Uh, <laughs> if you'll, uh, if you'll, please, please come in. Yes, go, please, right ahead. And that's basically it. You guys are going to be heading over to the palace. Uh, but as you're, before you do so, um, the carriage is about like halfway there. Um, and are, are, are other friends coming with us? Yes. Uh, there's actually room for Robin, uh, Brock, and Hildy are all with you, uh, as is Siegfried. They're actually, some of them are in a separate carriage than you three. And um, as, we, as we leave the ship, I, I extend my arm from the, from the uh, window and, and, and wave my, my oil handkerchief. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, gentlemen. Thank you for this voyage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they all wave uh, jovially at you. Thanks again! As you kind of fade off. So you're about halfway uh, halfway to this main palace, which kind of looks sort of like the Pantheon. But attached to this is kind of like this even larger building that kind of scrapes through the clouds. It sort of looks like an onion uh, that curves up into like a glass skybox. And on top of that, through the clouds, you can occasionally make out uh, even more temples on top of that. Um, but you're, you're not, you take a detour. You, you're like on the main street, and then you take a detour. And um, Monty says to you, Now I was told that uh, you might have some sort of business in town before we actually arrive. Um, that you might perhaps need some of you, he looks more at Drifter in this particular situation, may require a different sort of boudoir for this evening's events. And he also looks at you, Chash, and says, As some types of adornments are not permitted at the event. What, what do you mean? Well, there are certain proper ways that a gentleman is expected to conduct himself in, in concert with the, uh, with the leaders of the world and additionally with the angels. We can't have you traipsing around in uh, full suits of armor and coats, rags, yes, that. Uh, so we'll need to stop by at a local uh, haberdashery, I suppose, before we truly arrive. So I know when we started this, it was like it was about religious symbol artifacts. Yes. How are those related to what and do we know like if it's related to what's here? Like is there religious is there an artifact here or So yeah, you're on a quest for uh five religious artifacts. You have one currently, Siegfried is wearing it, mm-hmm. and you are still looking for the other four. Nobody knows where those are right now. And right now you're meeting basically with the people who have assigned you with this mission, kind of as like a performance review so far. Okay. And it's sort of a celebration that you have you have gotten one. How did we, did we get that? Or did we you got that off screen. It's yeah. the, it happened in the past. Okay, that's what I thought. So he takes you down to the tailor, and it's a it's kind of like a, it's a lovely little shop. You know, got these brass lanterns outside. You know, very like uh, ebony wood, very fancy. Um, you go inside, and there's like a squat little man who kind of speaks in a voice like this. Oh, hello. Welcome to my shop. Uh, m- mystical robes for 
wonderful outings. I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but that's, you know, it's, it's what my father named the shop, and that's what it's going to be named, and I refuse to change. Please, thank Seem you, sir. Little... Do you explain that to all of your customers? <laughs> I do explain that to all of my customers. We should have more confidence we, we just came in. the shop. Well, thank you very, very new to the capital. Well, we get many people coming in just to question the name because we had to add a little bit to the sign with a little bit of that. There's that extra wooden block at the end. Oh. So we get a lot of questions. Mr. Mr. Silly. Mr. I, I'm sorry? What is the name of the shop? Uh, definitely that thing I just said. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, it's mystic robes and wondrous mystic robes and wondrous apparel for all occasions. All right. I thought it was for like outings or something. Well, we got, we got. You know, we've been yeah. changing the sign a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he bows deeply and uh, like his nose touches the ground. He doesn't have a very large nose, so it's a very impressive uh, feat. He says, "Well, thank you very much. If you will, if you wouldn't mind getting started, well, if you just, it will start with the boys. If you would just remove your outerwear, uh, sir, sir." Sir, sir, he, he gestures to you know you, Chosh, uh, Drifter, uh, Brock, and also Siegfried. Yeah, Chosh will um, take off like little ornamental bits of his armor, uh, like a little bit like like a lion's head that's been attached to the shoulder, <laughs> etc., and then stand on the podium as if he has completed the task asked of him. Um, excuse me, sir. Um. You see, are you having any trouble? Would you require assistance? I will uh, call my assistant immediately, and he'll be uh, happy to assist you. In, in Let what? me say assist at least three more times, <laughs> just in case you didn't hear me. How will your assistant be assisting me? He will be assisting you by <laughs> assisting the removal of more difficult pieces of your armor, which obviously require assistance. There's no need for that kind of assistance. Oh, but I insist, sir. <laughs> I insist upon some assistance. <laughs> I'm refusing to edit this out. <laughs> if you refuse to desist to his insistent <laughs> assistance, please. If you, Don't if you, resist. if you, if you resist my insistence to get an assistant, <laughs> I, I, we could not, we'll be here all day. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate your input. I. S- <laughs> we have a lovely occasion. We don't want to miss. If it's all right with you, I can go into a private fitting room and measure myself. Well, I, I we can, uh, uh, sir, of course, if you're bashful, we'd be happy to uh, provide you a private private room. But uh, I, 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 I insist that I must do a, well, it's quite all right, so plenty of men uncomfortable getting undressed in front of the ladies, perfectly fine. Well, I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to assist you inside. I will need to be in there though, because I do have to do the measurements, unfortunately. Josh, dearie, don't worry. I'm not looking at a single thing we've all seen before. You know, we all have the same bits. I'm going to, you know, just, just fuss around with these hats. Ooh, that's a nice feather. Yeah, come on, Josh. It's it's, it's about time. I'll take the private fitting room. Uh, Siegfried says to you, says, oh, come on, Shash, it's all that bad. It's just like Lula says, we all have the same bits. We're all half spider. Come on now. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> Drifter is already shirtless. I'll keep but it's my- all right if you're feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's standing on the podium. Uh, excuse me, sir. It's not quite necessary to be shirtless for the occasion. Just the, just the main outerwear. <laughs> He just grumbles. He just makes a grumble, and, and he does not want to be there. Okay, clearly. then. Josh is going. Are you keeping your shirt off? Yeah, he's taking the shirt off. 
Shasha's going point. to sort of uh... crumply like <laughs> stand <laughs> off. Well, I guess if you're getting shirtless, I'm getting shirtless too. And Brock. <laughs> uh, no, that's Siegfried. Uh, Siegfried. Uh, Siegfried. Brock would, that would make sense with Brock. Oh, and Brock was already shirtless before he's he came. It off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now everybody is shirtless except for you, Josh. Actually, now and and the uh, the owner's like, please, please, sirs, <laughs> please. This is unnecessary. Let's please. just get this over with, Josh. Take off the damn armor. Josh, a little overwhelmed with the sudden swarm of nudity around him, <laughs> is going to uh, march towards what he believes to be a fitting room, open it, and realize that it's more of a chamber pot sort of an area, <laughs> kind of too far in to not stick to this decision and slam the door behind him oh. and stand in there, arms crossed, and say, I'm waiting to be measured. Oh, very well, I'll send in two of my assistants to attend to you. One assistant. <laughs> <laughs> very well, one assistant. He says kind of <laughs> meekly. Um, it's clear this man is not having a fun day. Um, <laughs> this, is, this has been the downfall of his entire evening. Uh, yeah, he sends in assistance to to get your all of your measurements. Um, what kind of a what kind of a you know like boudoir are you looking for? We'll start with uh, Drifter. What are you looking for? Uh, he's gonna rely solely on Lola's expertise oh. and have no decision making in this, oh. except for Drifter's gonna keep the hat. Okay, so that's I'm glad you said that. Well, wonderful. Well, I can see you in a. Delightful midnight blue with a bit with an ascot. Oh yes, we'll, we'll have to grab an ascot with this lovely stripe pattern. Uh, all this while the uh, and, oh, here's a feather for your cap. All the right. while, all the while while he while while she's doing this to help you um, pick out the actual uh, boudoir, uh, the owner whose name has never been said says to you, "Well, he keeps trying to he keeps trying to get take your hat at every opportunity. You know, you know, he takes it off and tries putting on like." Uh, much more like fashionable hats, like top hats and stuff like that, to try to get you to wear those. Um, I assume you just like steal it back every time or so. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how feasible it would be to take off his hat so yeah. easily because he's got his horns through. That's his, fair. Through his hat. That's very fair. His horns. Yeah, I, I I suppose he's pr- trying to he's bringing like a step ladder up, and every time yeah. he tries to like take off your hat, he, he might not want to mess with it. Excuse me, sir. If the sir would mind, I would ha- I have this lovely little the boulder. The hat stays. I, 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 yeah, I you might want to how... listen to him on this one. Very well. But let's try let's try the the uh, the velvet, shall we, for Drifter? Yes, I, I believe that will go excellently with the uh, with the sort of complexion the complexion he has with his horns and all. Very good. Um, I don't think there's ever been a party <laughs> so stubborn on their clothing. <laughs> and I'm not trying to exclude myself from that. Clearly, you I, are the most I am the most are. stubborn on my clothing. Um, I, would, I would say Brock doesn't heed anyone's advice and he goes for incredibly like <laughs> gaudy like clothing. Like it has like these like ridiculous adornments and like fake medals that he clearly has not won. Um, you know, has <laughs> like these so like tacky. several lion heads like on the shoulders. It's incredibly tacky. Uh, but he looks incredibly pleased with himself. And Siegfried kind of goes for a kind of military regalia in a way. Uh, but it's like mostly black with silver like adornments. It's quite sleek. That suits you very well, darling. Thank you, Lola. You know I always appreciate your opinions on the matter. Hmm. Thank you so much. Josh, what is uh, what is what is what are you like? How's happening? How's, yeah. how's so, happening? So after forty-five minutes or so of yelling and slamming in the uh, bathroom, uh, different people saying what isn't isn't 
acceptable to wear in front of the queen. Probably several people trying trying to knock use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. bathroom in the <laughs> whole, whole the, building. Yeah, I'd imagine any people will come and say, "Oh, hello, can I use the bathroom?" And charge? No, I'm using this. Go use a different fitting room. Um, but eventually, Chosh will emerge in front of an extremely uh, tired uh, assistant mm-hmm. with just a pained look on their face at what's, what they've assisted creating. Chosh is dressed in uh, these very, very tight black pants. He's got a red sort of vest undershirt um, with uh, a little, like, very ugly medallion uh, at his collar. And he's got a black cape covering his entire, like, body. He's almost entrenched in it, like, in, like, a vampire. He's wearing a wig that perhaps a founding father or a modern British judge might wear. And he also has a Phantom of the Opera-esque max, mask. But other than, uh, but instead of cover it, covering his whole, uh, just a little bit of the face, it covers the whole face. Oh, dear. We all gasp. There's a collective. He looks. He looks like a stage vampire. I can see. Is that. really the best way I could describe. It, it. sounds a lot like that. Um, Siegfried comes up to you and he says, "Um, Josh, I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before. It is not a masquerade, nor is it a costume party. Are you? Um, I'm going to ask this, and I want you to think very hard about it. Are you absolutely sure this is what you want to be wearing when we go in front?" Of God's own children, <laughs> the angels. Are you absolutely sure? I think Josh will look Siegfried uh, dead in the eye uh, through the little hole in the mask. And <laughs> the singular hole. In the <laughs> no, mask. Yeah, yeah. There's just one hole for one eye, and um, through the, the the mask actually has a mouth on it, a sealed, closed mouth. But from how realistic under- is this mask? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not very realistic, actually. It's it's uh, it's simplistic. It's a simplistic mask. I see. Okay. And there's not an eye where the other eye is being covered. Okay, just a hole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Um, and from behind the closed mask mouth, Chosh will say, uh, "Siegfried, I don't deserve to have the angels look at what I really am. This is this is for the best." I'm going to gesture to Hildy, get her attention. Well, I imagine she's kind of staring off. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hildy, do you think there's anything perhaps you could do to, um, I don't know, accessorize uh, um, Josh's attire? Perhaps make it look a bit softer? I mean, a woman's touch is always helpful indeed, don't you say? Oh, certainly. Here, I think this will really brighten it. She takes takes, like a uh, flower. And she uh, kind of slides it into the hole where the eye is. <laughs> <laughs> Just so it looks, it looks like it's beautiful. Uh, first of all, how does she reach up? Because she's that's right. She take she very fair point. So she uh, she goes over. She picks up um, she picks up a step ladder that the uh, owner has. Uh, she picks up a little just there's no stem. But she just takes a little flower. She places it right over the eye hole. What? She says, "There, I think she he looks rather fetching, like a fresh like a like a flower pot, you know." Thank you, Hildy. I will treat this flower with the utmost reverence. (laughs) Josh will then uh, 
uh, call out Brock's name because he's much too embarrassed to propose such a thing with Hildy. Yeah. And he'll say, Brock, could you, could you lead me? <laughs> I, I yeah. Yeah, sure. Here. You want to take a, you want to take a left right here? Just take a left. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll take the left. Uh, you run into a storage closet. <laughs> oh, Brock. <laughs> you almost messed up the flower. John, um, good job, Hildy. Wonderful work. Oh, thank you. I, 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 thanks. I, I, I pride myself on my uh, the simplistic touch to things, you know? Yes, you do. You she, do. She beams at you uh, good-naturedly. So uh, we, uh, the rest of us going to get a chance here? Or, uh... Yes, of course. It's the lady's turn. Uh, yes, uh, I suppose so. Um, so he goes to, he goes to get assistance to help you all. Um, Excellent. What are you, uh, what are you, what are you, uh, wearing, Lola? What am I wearing right now? Oh, well, I'd envision myself in a deep purple gown, you know, violet fabric with a corset and a big bustle just to, you know, just kind of to cover hide the legs. Hide spider legs? <laughs> spider not legs. hide, not hide. I, I prefer to emphasize my elven parts at this particular in this particular encounter so i i will take this beautiful gown with um corseted front and a bustle at the back but yes i do think it suits me quite well and oh these black gloves those will do perfectly excellent um i will say that uh hildy's just kind of wearing a traditional kind of like ball gown for the era what color periwinkle and uh robin is kind of begrudgingly kind of Kind of wearing, I guess, a dress, and sort of speaks. Uh, she's kind of torn. She's kind of like torn the arms off of it, you know, showing off the guns a bit. Uh, <laughs> but she, you know, she's 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 still wearing the dress. At least it's it's not nearly as like nice as yours or Hildy's. But uh, that's a lovely shade of green on you. Thanks. I always thought it brought out my eyes. And Hildy, <laughs> you of course look delightful. Yeah, Hildy, I love your. Red dress. <laughs> says from behind the flower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how oh. red it is. <laughs> oh, uh, well, Josh, well, Josh, is, Josh is anything. Josh is bold. <laughs> That's very true. Sticks with oh, the well, Thank you, Josh. I wasn't my intention for it to be so red, but I'm glad you uh, think it's nice. It's, it's 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 lovely. Thank you. Thank you. You're all uh, dressed up for the occasion. Could you all roll a perception check for me, please? I would love to roll six. Also six. And one more. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, Chosh, you're the... (laughs) 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 The most receptive person here. Chosh. Really can see all. (laughs) Fantastic. The um, flower falls out for a the, moment. The, fa- the, the, fa- the flower falls out of your eye hole for a moment, uh, allowing you a brief moment to look out the window, uh, during which you see three people that you saw before. You see a woman that you once saw before performing back in, a, back in the town a while back where you guys, where you guys won your battle, um, who was performing on stage wearing that kabuki mask. You see her, you see a... Again, a, a man who appears to be wearing like a skeleton mask, um, because he couldn't possibly be a skeleton. And the last one is—I mean, by nature, it just <laughs> makes sense to me. What? This is a weird comment. <laughs> I don't know. Was, I'm no, I was so funny. sure he's a skeleton now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just going to continue. And then the last member is a half-elf gorilla man who is also dressed fairly finely. Uh, and he appears to be carrying like a kind of like a small marionette puppet, like in his hands. You know, that one would use in like, I guess it's not a marionette, but it's like a puppet that one would use in like a ventriloquist act. And these guys are just walking by um, and they're joined by another person, kind of like a, like a emaciated kind of looking youth who they seem to be walking and talking with. And they don't pay any heed to you all inside, but you just see this for a moment. Do you do anything or say anything? I think Josh being a generally untrustworthy man will definitely take a mental note of it. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to alert anyone else immediately or okay. go out and speak with them or anything. That's fine. Um, by the time you're all done, you basically just wait for the rest of them. By the time you're all done... Oh, you... and he'll put the flower back, of course. Oh, of course, yes. Um, you're guided out, uh, hitting the wall several times by Brock. <laughs> um, you know, you go outside, and these people have vanished at this point. You know, there's no trace of them. Not that you'd be able to see them anyway. <laughs> and nobody knows about this but you. So, it is uh, nearly evening. And you are making your way towards this tower um, that I said before is like a palace, but it's also kind of like a cathedral. And you are great, uh, greeted here in the evening. You see like metal statue guards come to life that seem to be like screening people, you know, making sure people aren't bringing any weapons inside of the event. And, you know, you're all lining up to this. And uh, as, as your turn approach, you know, Siegfried's up front. He takes out, as this happens, you know, he takes off his uh, saber that he keeps at his side and he hands it over um, and he's able to go through without any trouble. Um, how, how do you guys go through this particular area? I mean, Drifter's going to try to not give his revolver. Sure. Uh, can you, um, why don't you roll a stealth check? That is a 12. Uh, okay. So you kind of, uh, stash your revolver, like, in the, uh, like, in your, like, back of your pants, you know, like, mm-hmm. where you would, like, do a quick draw from. Um, you know, but as you, as you walk past these statues, they bring down swords crossing in front of you, and they, like, hold open their, uh, palms expectantly. All right, well, he's, he's going to grumble something or other and just drop the revolver in their hand. Okay, and they take it, and they kind of uh, discard it into, like, a box, basically. <laughs> wow. Yes, uh, and they give you a, and then they take out a little number, like, prints out of their mouth, and then tear it up, and then they give it to you. It says, like, 78. Just, he just grabs it in a, you know, fit of rage and walks in. Uh, they let you, do, you, do you have any other weapons, or is that the only one you have? It's, I, is a knife going to count? It would. Uh, are you trying to conceal that as well? It's in my boot. Yeah. I will give you advantage on that check. It's much harder to detect. 19. That's pretty good. Yeah, you keep your uh, knife in your boot. They are unable to detect that. Go. Um, and you walk in unscathed, basically. Uh, what about the rest of you? Despite what Chosh's apparel might suggest, uh, he actually has a lot of respect for this event and this place. Mm-hmm. So he'll like very, he'll like have his sword and his shield ready to go, giving it up. Right yeah, you're, you're like TSA pre. Like, they don't even ask you to take off your shoes for it. Oh, you know, yeah. You just walk in. They're, they're good. They, like, give you the thumbs up. Um, oh, and Josh will give a thumbs up back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unarmored thumbs uh, up. Lola, what about you? The gloves, though. Don't worry. Oh, well, of course. I must hand over my weapons. And they're not too, not too impressive. And so I really don't need them, especially for this event. So here you are, gentlemen. Treat them kindly. What, what is your weapon? Is it just like a dagger? A dagger and a quarterstaff. Nothing okay. too noticeable. Uh, they take the quarterstaff, they kind of shove it in the box. Uh, like the dagger is like a very small thing that they kind of drops and tink- tinkles in their hand. They just drop it in the box. That sounds dangerous. They're made of metal, so they don't actually uh, care. Oh, I see. I see. Um, yeah, they're kind of statues brought to life. 
and they uh, print out two tickets for you since you deposited <laughs> two weapons. Uh, the rest of the party, Hildy doesn't have any weapons, so she just walks through. Robin takes a very long time to get through this scanner. Takes about six or seven uh, attempts, uh, after which she has a large quantity of tickets that she kind of puts into like <laughs> an, uh, her outer coat. Kind of like jams them in there. Like a, like a fistful of like tickets. Like a fistful of tickets. Um, and she's like... <laughs> kind of grumbling to herself. Um, and uh, Brock just hands over his, his... He kind of like... He's kind of like fighting with the guards over his hammer. Um, you know, they're kind of like pulling back and forth until like the other one kind of goes behind him and puts him in like a, a Nelson oh until he God. eventually releases it. And then they print out his ticket and they give it to him kind of roughly like pushing it right into his stomach. Uh, knocking the wind out of him, and he takes it begrudgingly, and he marches off with you all. Uh, inside this building, like I said, it's like a pan- it's like the Pantheon in the sense it's like a rectangle. Um, it's kind of got like an all-glass ga- skylight, and in the middle of it is a large kind of bronze statue of a depiction of uh, of what God basically looks like in this in this world. Um, and you see him kind of like fighting off sort of demonic uh, beings. How all it, of this cast in bronze. How is God depicted? Uh, it's interesting. He seems to be like a sort of many-armed... It seems somewhat humanoid, but he seems like a many-armed, many-legged man. Okay. It's like he, he... It's like, you know, there's various demons that are sprouting different sorts of heads and things that are not easily recognizable. It's just strange forms, and he's kind of, you know, like wrestling with, it with his bare hands kind of a deal. I'm picturing an almost like Leonardo da Vinci-esque drawing, uh, if, if you know it, of the man in the different form. I'm kind of picturing almost that... Yeah. come to life but with, and yeah. definitely yeah. But with limbs. Yeah, in, in the most literal sense, yeah, very much instead so. of it representing different places of the limb, it's yeah. the actual just Yeah, it's got like a, it's got like a lar- it's kind of got like a beard and you know hair on the head as well. Um yeah. and this is this statue is enormous. It is like 30 feet. It's like uh it's right in the middle of the room and on the walls there's all these elegant like marble carvings all throughout it. In fact, on the outside of this building, on this enormous tower, uh that there are all of these statues basically all the way up that there are really no windows at all until you get to the very top like skybox which is where you're eventually going that there are just all these statues of all previous saints because this is basically uh this building is while it is a palace and cathedral it is also uh the tomb of all the saints of the past and there is one last detail that i forgot to mention there is four kind of golden sort of pneumatic tube kind of deals that go all the way from this pantheon all the way up, which basically will be elevators in this particular instance. And they have kind of like glass facing outward. So when you would ride up, you would see the entire city as you go in all of its glory. You, you ride on a platform like in like a regular, yeah. like an elevator. It's an elevator. Like, okay. like yeah. Willy Wonka and the Great Castle elevator. What's the actual, like, are we, is this party like underway? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, right now you're joined by a, uh, there's a lot of people down here. This is kind of like the canapes of the evening or is being held in this sort of pantheon area, you know, where people can enjoy like the artwork before they go into like the formal dinner. Um, and yeah, there's people down here. Um, there's, there's plenty of people in fine dress and costume here. There's various half-elf butlers here and dwarf butlers that are all scurrying about, carrying trays of uh, interesting cocktails, you know, like deviled eggs, all that good stuff. And those are those people just going around, you know, some, uh, some shrimp cocktails, you know, uh, your friend uh, Robin's hitting those up pretty hard, uh, as it is. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's a, there are some people of particular interest uh, that you can see. You don't see. There's some people of particular interest, uh, and you can you you can recognize a couple of them. Um, one of them is like a a half lion, 
uh, man who has these large kind of angelic wings. He also has these long kind of somewhat curved horns. Uh, you've recognized this as, as uh, one of the angels. Um, he's the angel of pride. He's, he's milling about in the party. He's milling about in the party. He's, uh, wow. yeah, there's a couple of them here, not all of them. Um, you see like other leaders, like, uh, like a kind of a, a portly man with kind of like a, with mutton chops on the side of his face. He's clearly enjoying the, the free food kind of a deal. There's an uh, older woman who seems to be being escorted by uh, your kind of valet before Monty. Um, he's, he's with her and there's like a younger man that's uh, with her. He's kind of got these very curved horns, like they've, like ram horns, like they've been curled in and in itself as if he's been horrifically inbred through generations. Um, and he's kind of like uh, somewhat pallid, as is she. Um, you recognize her as uh, the queen that, that invited you here, Queen Judith, and that's likely her son. Uh, we I don't w- recognize the son from anything, do we? If you roll a check, I'll tell you things about him. At 23. Yeah. Tell me everything. I will. <clears throat> His name is Beckett, and he's uh, obviously first in line for the throne after her. Uh, kind of dislikes his mother because of how old she is and kind of how long she's, you know, stayed in power because she's quite old. And she's kind of cold. bent over. Yeah, kind of is. Uh, you know he's a little bit like of a rash sort, and he holds uh, he holds distaste for another member of the party here uh, from a different country, uh, a the Kaiser Karnoff, who's also present. He's kind of got that mutton chop that goes into like a mustache kind of look. I don't know what uh, that's specifically called. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got a very plain outfit on. Um, it's again kind of got those military like shoulder things going on. Um, but Epilets? he's he's very clean. What's up? Epaulets. Epaulets. Yes. Very good. Um, and he's very he's very clean and uh, or, you hear Beckett even talking like openly about his disdain for him and his and that man's country. Um, you see a tall fellow. Uh, very princely of him. No, it's not at all. Uh, they're both tieflings, in case that wasn't obvious. Is is he is Beckett kind of a spoiled? Kind oh, of absolutely. A man? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and his mother, his mother constantly uh, loves to like berate him, saying things like, "Now, Bert, don't have too many shrimp. You'll get fat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's well, unbecoming. I'm a leader to get fat." And he's like, and then he says, "Mother, you are." By all accounts, I don't want to hear it, Bert. There's certain things that a man is expected to be when he leads the country, and clearly you are not living up to these. And he's, he's just taking this abuse, Mom! basically. <laughs> <laughs> not in front of all my angel friends! Ugh. Um, Yeah, actually, this is the only angel you see here is Pride, and that's <sighs> likely because he's he's one of the world leaders. Like, he, he runs a country. He's the only angel he does. And Which country? Uh, the country of Dondalore. Why, why, <laughs> why don't you roll a history check? Just in general. For the Another room. history check. Yeah, we'll just do it for the room. Well, that's <laughs> not. That's twenty-five. That's a natural twenty. <laughs> yeah, so his country's kind of you like got a PhD in Dondalore. I would equate his country more like Dongalore. Ah! <laughs> that's what this party is, right, guys? Ah! Sausage. Sticks, 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 sticks. Listeners, uh, Will has just flipped over the table. <laughs> Is now uh, it is dabbing uncontrollably as air horns going Wee! off. I've had to mute him, unfortunately. Someone stop it. Someone please. Oh, help. God, now he's set off the fire alarm, and now <laughs> we can't <laughs> do our podcast. flying across the room. <laughs> Half an hour. All right. Yeah, I'll, I will give you the forward one on these guys real quick. Okay, so Pride, the lion-faced angel. He is basically the leader of the country, Dondalore, the only angel who leads the country. It's, it's where you're from, Drifter. It's kind of got like a Wild Westness to it. Um, 
Queen Judith is the country for basically Siegfried, uh, Lola, and the rest of you. And Josh. And Josh. And what is that country? Yeah, it's the it's the kingdom of Chimera, um, because most of the country is led by tieflings who kind of have like a like a Chimera sort of appearance. Yeah, you basically your mercenary company's been working under her this whole time. Um, there's also well, there's a tall gentleman. He's like an elf. He's kind of got like a short beard. Um, no one seems to be talking to him at all. He's kind of in like a white Aww. suit, and he's just kind of looks at the food strangely all the time. He's just like not unsure if he's supposed to eat it or not. He like sniffs it a lot. He mainly is drinking out of like a flask that he has in his coat pocket. And there's another leader who was the uh, portly man with the mutton chops. That was General Fitzwilliam. I should know these people's names. I got a 20. Yeah, well, the uh, tall man, <laughs> the tall man is a, is like an elf. He's, his name is Umsk. Umsk. Yes. He's Emperor Umsk. Umsk. I was saying I want to marry Colonel Fitzwilliam. You got to do it. <laughs> you got to marry Colonel Fitzwilliam. Uh, so what can I interest you guys in? Yeah, I think Chosh will flower in eye um, stand adjacent to uh, the Angel of Pride and sort of speaking at him, speaking to him kind of like 25 degrees off, but he's doing his best. Uh, say, oh, I want you to know I'm I'm just such a huge fan, and it's really, it's an honor to meet you in person. Just watch that speak up, boy. Can't hear a word you're saying to that uh, mask. He slaps you on the back. Come on now. I, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Um, thank you for the invigorating slap. I, 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 I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan. Soldier boy, aren't you? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good on you, boy. Good on you. Uh, I, I I was wondering um, uh, what you thought about uh, Father Yipensi's, uh 13th book on the... Yes, uh, yes, I'm sure it's very interesting. Excuse oh. me, I have, uh, I have a few other people to attend to. Thank you, thank you. Okay, maybe we can talk later? Or He's already left. Okay, Josh is going to continue to talk to the air for a little while. You see him go to talk to uh, Kaiser Karnoff. Seems to be only wanting to talk about kind of like war. Mm. about the man I think I'll I will introduce myself to the man the elven man uh, fiddling with his food um and well I think these are quite delicious don't you sir how you yes I uh, think they are very good I do not speak very good uh, common do you speak <laughs> Elvish? Oh, well, yes, I do. And I commence in speaking Elvish now. Oh, and he's like, oh, it's so wonderful to speak to someone who can actually talk <laughs> in my a proper language. My name is Lola. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I extend my hand. He has, like, these very long fingers. He, like, raises your hand, kisses it. Um, he kind of has to bend down a little bit to do so because he's just so tall. Uh, he says, tell me. Uh, and that... your name, sir? It's Omsk. It's Omsk. Oh, that's Omsk. That's Omsk, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I meant somebody else, please. It's time to go. <laughs> well, Omsk, it, it, it is indeed a pleasure to meet you. Yes, it is. <laughs> God, what? It is good to see another. It is good to see it's a, a, it's another. A pleasure uh, to it's a pleasure to meet you. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do not know who you are, though. 
I am a member of the Nightingale Watch, led by uh, my uh, dear comrade, uh, oh, yes. Siegfried. We've uh, heard about you from our ally, Queen Judith. You've done uh, good work in the past. Yes, I should say we're quite successful, though we have long, uh, a long mission ahead of us. Just be sure not to talk about it in front of Kaiser Karnoff. He won't be happy to hear how you, well, <laughs> wiped the floor with him just a few weeks ago. <laughs> he just chuckles. Uh, I suppose not. That's why uh, I haven't quite uh, engaged No, please, with actually him yet. do so. It will bring me great amusement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drifter doesn't want to talk to anybody. Okay. Um, he's just going to... He's he's um he's going to kindly go up to Josh who is speaking to empty air. <laughs> well, I I was just thinking on page uh, thirty six uh, in chapter fifteen. Josh, 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 Josh. Oh, oh Drifter, are you here as well? He, he left. What? Come on, come on, he left. <laughs> what? Well, I was I was just telling him the good part. <laughs> oh, so sad. Um, it's about at this point that uh one of the many servers uh, rings a bell and uh, people start filing into the elevators uh, heading all the way up to the skybox where there is a dinner to, going to go underway. Um, is there anything else that anybody wants to do before then? No. I think Josh will sadly realize that the flower in the eye hole is a little too impractical <laughs> for the situation at hand. And put it in perhaps more of a lapel kind of a situation. Sure. Rather oh. than in his eye. There's a good lad. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it looks a lot better now. Yeah, uh, I, I hope before, so. Uh, Hildy, uh, let's see if she notices. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Got a natural one. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, she does not notice. Um, I guess Hildy has been um, drinking tonight. Um, oh. She's had... Uh, a whole wine and um one. a whole wine <laughs> a whole wine and um she's kind of a little loopy um so uh both kind of saying weird things getting kind of like surly with people unnecessarily and uncharacteristically of her she says you can't stop me i'll punch all of you i'll punch i'll go up to the sky and i'll punch i'll punch the moon um and uh <laughs> kind of Robin and Brock are kind of taking on themselves like, okay, someone's going to have to deal with her. Um, and they kind of gesture to you that like, yeah, we, we'll take care of her. Um, and they kind of just gesture for you to you guys to go up to the dinner right. with Siegfried. Josh will reluctantly leave Hildy behind. Um, all right. You head on up. It's a nice like elevator ride. Maybe some elevator music plays at this exact moment. I love that box, I'm by the way. For it. for our uh, our viewers who aren't watching through the live feed, um, <laughs> the uh, 
the box, the new box in here is fantastic. It's very pretty. If you would like to see the live feed, you can just pay a, a three small easy payments of four. Just join our Patreon. Yeah, join yeah. our Patreon. Yeah, the intro price is ten dollars a month. That's a reasonable fee. That's about the <laughs> price of you know Netflix. And so we we create about similar quantity and quality of shows. Mm-hmm. So oh, absolutely. Please, we have you maybe can one podcast on your a month. Phones if you uh, if you donate fifteen dollars, though, I'll draw uh, art of uh, one portrait that you send me. <laughs> Only faces, though. No, <laughs> not even a torso is out. Let me Hands, forget about it. Wait, oh, please. Let no. me if specify. you want to buy virtual land in this world that I don't even know what the world's called, Jacob. Yeah, uh, $20 wanna... and you get my friend code on Pocket Camp. Oh, oh sh- wait, can yeah. I actually get that? Yeah, give me that. No, I'm not yeah. playing that game anymore. I uninstalled It's it. awful. It's really bad. Sponsored by Nintendo. <laughs> Sponsored you, by Pocket. If you pay me ten dollars a month, I will continue to not produce this for, furry porn video. <laughs> somewhere upwards of a hundred k. Join us next time for the exciting conclusion in part two of A Proud Death.